Welcome back to the Red Dice Diaries. I'm John, and today, following on from yesterday's episode about the Herbalist Primer, I'm going to be talking about another supplement that I'm using. This time it's a D20 slash 5th edition, I know, shock horror, supplement called Poisonous Plants by LJ Ogre, which coincidentally, whether it's a pseudonym or not, is probably the best name I've heard for someone writing a D&D supplement. So we're going to get straight into having a quick look through this and why I think it's useful after the music. Okay, so this is a 5e compatible project that I backed on Kickstarter a while back now. And as we can see from the table of contents, in a similar manner to the Herbalist Primer, it's got a section on how you might encounter plants, plants you can use as an equipment, ingesting poisonous plants, uh, lesser plant poisons, magical uses, medication and symptoms. And then obviously the mainstay is a list of plants, you know, with stats and uses that you can get to them, etc. The author describes it in the introduction as a collection of poisonous rules for the fifth edition of the world's most popular role-playing game. It covers 67 deadly plants and rules for using them to craft alchemical substances, herbal concoctions, and spell enhancements. Each plant is presented with a stat block summarizing the plant's type, size, frequency, challenge, and other important information. So obviously, a 5th edition stat block is what we're going for here. Now, you might be saying, well, John, why would you be using this and finding this useful as a reference? Because, after all, you're not exactly the world's biggest fan of 5th edition. And obviously, I'm no, like, edition wars like Maestro or anything like that. Granted, I prefer the older editions of D&D. It meshes better with my particular style of jamming and my preferences as a player. And as some people have said in like some very insightful comments to my videos recently, it's all about the, the player and the GM expectations of the game meshing together. However, because all of these editions, regardless of the rules, and obviously the rules vary more in some editions to others, because they're all ostensibly D&D, even if you can't use the exact rules, I find often there's stuff you can pull out of a supplement, regardless of edition, that with a bit of tweaking, you can adapt for your edition of choice. So, first of all, we get a section on challenges. That's obviously the D&D 5th edition challenge rating system. I'm familiar with what it's supposed to do. I've heard varying things from like people online and people in person about how accurate or how useful it is. But, you know, I can see why the author's given a nod to that because obviously it's a part of the 5th edition game system. We have a note that all plant poisons inflict poison damage. Some can also inflict psychic damage due to debilitating effects on the mind. And again, how will I handle this in my older school games where they don't have different types of damage? I just ignore the damage type. That's the easiest way of doing it. If I want to put a particular bit of flavour on it, I can come up with some rules to do that. It's not really that difficult. We get some DCs for like search checks and wilderness checks for finding plants. That's pretty much already rolled into the sort of foraging for food checks you get in OSR clones of old school D&D. &D. So that's fine. I don't need to worry about that. 
We also get some useful equipment. So it talks about antitoxins, which it says in the core rules, obviously 5th edition here, antitoxin is cheaper than poison. In reality, poisons abound and antitoxin is hard to come by. Real antitoxins also only work on certain poisons, which makes sense because, you know, they have to have certain chemical compositions to counteract specific poisons. Many real poisons have no antidote. Therefore, in this, they advise GMs to increase the cost of antitoxin to 200 gold pieces or more per vial. And they might also rule that it's completely ineffective against plants that contain multiple poison types, which I think is an interesting bit of advice there. You know, you're trying to make the, the cures a little bit more scarce to make these poison plants more of a threat. It also talks about alchemy kits, herbalism kits and cook's utensils. And we get some lovely artwork on this double page spread. Again, very reminiscent of the old botany books. We have a double page spread on ingesting poisonous plants, where it talks about if you accidentally <laughs> ingest a poisonous plant, then each stat block contains DCs to identify using intelligence nature checks a poisonous plant, you know, to stop you ingesting them. However, once you have, you know, that's when you're in some serious trouble but obviously you can use magic like detect poison and disease and stuff like that it also says there are four circumstances where a character may purposely consume a poisonous plant for intoxication purposes as part of some sort of trial by ordeal as part of a medication or well a murderer using plants deliberately to poison somebody also it says there it says four, but then there seems to be like five eggs. It suggests that you might also use them as part of like coming of age rituals and stuff like that in tribal societies. So it seems like there's a bit of confusion about the numbering there. But do you know what? I'll take an extra bullet point, some extra ideas any day of the week. That's fine by me. We have a paragraph on lesser plant poisons where it says many edible plants are also poisonous. They might only be poisonous in certain parts of the plants. So like rhubarb leaves or like apple seeds, for instance. Or they might be toxic until they've been processed for consumption. Talks a little bit about how if you've got various sort of a... If you're a cook, you can make like intelligence nature checks and stuff like that to prepare them. Creatures that consume improperly prepared edible but toxic plants have to make a constitution saving throw. Otherwise, they take a small amount of poison damage, half on a successful save. If it's fed by five or more, they take another three points of damage and they become poisoned. So that's obviously one of the, the conditions they use in 5th edition. But again, I'm sure I could dig something up to work for that for older school versions of D&D. We have a section on mass poisoning where it talks about how in like history, armies have been poisoned, crops have been contaminated, uh, pastures have been contaminated, there's been famine, uh, food preparation has resulted in like a whole party, like a dinner party being poisoned. And it just chats a little bit about the various ways in which that might happen in your campaign. We next go on to a door page spread that describes a few guidelines about the interaction between magic and poisons and we get a list of spells and how they might be useful for determining whether a plant is toxic or not we get a description of how the, the sort of poisons are going to be written up in this book as well uh, poison descriptions include two attributes that are primarily for role playing rather than game mechanics so this is a bit i'm bound to be interested in medication Herbalists can craft simple medications from many plants. These medicines can cure minor aches and pains that do not have associated game, like joint pains, rheumatism, that sort of thing. 
symptoms or poisons inflict symptoms such as vomiting convulsions or abdominal pain so that's not the actual like damage that it does but it's like the physical sort of role-played effects it can have ingested poisons are varying onset times are listed in the stat blog and a few of these plants can be used to create anti-parasitic medications and they say that they're going to do rules for parasitic infections in a future release so i'm going to keep an eye out for that that sounds pretty interesting albeit unpleasant to the unfortunate victim we're told there are four types of poisons in the plant kingdom ingested inhaled touch and injury so ingested nearly all plants are effective when ingested inhaled so toxic that breathing in that pollen or fragrance is dangerous touch you know simply touching the plant can be dangerous an injury which is when you can use them to poison weapons and blades and stuff like that and there's a little bit of a write-up specifically about weapon poisons we get told that poisons are defined with the following terms terrain where the plant can be found frequency how often you're going to find it um, the identification difficulty class for if you want to make intelligence nature rolls the type of poison you know ingestion inhaled etc the ingestion onset the interval between ingesting a poison and when it starts to take effect whether protection from poison spells neutralize it or only give you like, advantage on the saving throw and medication where the characters proficient with herbalism and medicine can automatically craft bombs tinctures and the like from it symptoms the role-playing effect of the poison traits a summary of the plant's alternate uses and challenge which is obviously the challenge rating and then we go on to a number of double page spreads with again some beautiful artwork that actually each page has a write-up of one particular plant and this generally consists of a couple of paragraphs covering the the stuff that we've just related you know so if we look at aki here we're told that it's an evergreen that grows up to 30 feet tall and produces fruit throughout the year the ripened fruit is safe to eat but the unripe fruit contains toxins we're told that a creature that ingests unripe fruit must make a dc 16 con save taking 66 poison damage on a failed save or half if they succeed if the saving throw fails by five or more they take another 3d6 poison and they fall unconscious for 1d6 hours we're told that it has a number of industrial uses the aki wood is used in foundations ores and casks and a fragrant perfume can be made from its flowers we're also told that the unripe fruit can be pounded into a mash and dumped into a lake pond or other body of water and any aquatic creatures that enter the affected area must make a con saving throw or they will take poison damage anyone proficient with the cooking utensils and the various abilities associated with that can automatically render it safe via preparation if you've not got those skills in that kit you have to make a knowledge nature roll to do that and we get a little stat block which gives its terrain its frequency identification dc and all of that and if we just scroll through quickly we've got a number of plants here all with a very similar write-up and some very striking artwork and this is the main part of the supplement which is handy because it's the bit that i'm most interested in and as with the yesterday's episode that we did where i was talking about the herbalist primer i really love this stuff because it allows me to add just that note of extra sort of depth and an extra dimension to my description of plants in my sessions oh we've got some toxic algae there and a picture of some sort of unfortunate adventurer struggling out of this filmy slime of green muck that looks distinctly unpleasant i'm gonna have to bookmark that for future use in a game <laughs> sure my players would love that 
and we continue scrolling through we have an appendix which talks about the various conditions you can find yourself under as a result of these poisonous plants and then we obviously have the obligatory open game license and the back cover where it describes itself as the a to z guide to toxic plants and there we go that is the poisonous plants supplement by lj ogre as i say i backed this on kickstarter it didn't cost me a great deal although i only got the pdf version because i shipping's fairly dank at the minute but i really like this as a pdf you know if you just want the odd if i was going to run a convention game or a game face to face it wouldn't take me a lot to just print out a handful of pages and take those with me so i've got like plant details or i could copy and paste just like the stat block into my notes it's very clearly laid out using a nice template with some really nice artwork spread throughout as i've said the the text's pretty clear to read albeit a little bit small for my old eyes it's a two column layout a4 page size and the headings are very descriptive so it's not difficult to page through and quickly find what you want my only slight gripe is there's no index at the end of it i do like an index but given that it's only 90 pages long and the table of contents pretty much says all that you need i'm not too overly stressed about that but i think that, again this is a really useful supplement and i know i keep harping on about plants and herbs and stuff like that but again i find it really useful just as an idea generate you know flipping through it you can come across these poisonous plants these toxins think right well how could that be used in an adventure and it just adds a little bit of depth and interest to your game world so if you're interested in this poisonous plants pdf i'm not sure if it's available for general purchase yet i'll have a look and if i can find some links for it i will put them in the description of this episode if you get a chance like i say it wasn't too expensive on the kickstarter and you want to use some poisonous plants even if you're really not into fifth edition you'll find something useful in here but if you are you will definitely find something of use if you want to lean more into that botanical side of life so i hope you've enjoyed this episode if you'd like to get in touch and tell us a bit about what botanical supplements you find useful in your own games or maybe it's not even a role play supplement at all maybe it's just a book that you like reading that has some useful information for your games then get in touch tell us about that we'd love to hear about that maybe you want to chat about these particular supplements that we've recently covered or just about anything to do with rpgs we'd love to hear from you and your voicemail might even get featured in a future episode we're currently doing the voicemail response episodes just on the podcast not on the youtube channel but if you want to see them on the youtube channel shout up and we can make that happen there's a couple of ways you can get in touch you can leave us a voicemail using either speakpipe or anchor link in the description down below or you can send us an email to rdrpgpodcast at gmail.com so until we see you again take care stay safe and whatever you're playing have fun catch you soon mm-hmm.